Levels check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Levels, levels, levels check. Yeah. Levels, levels, levels check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Levels, levels. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 221 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And for me, this is just another lovesick afternoon with a dose of American candy right into my arms. Sweets, but sweets we call them over here. It's not candy, right? It's sweets. <laughs> yes, this week's guests are the fantastic, the fantastic, the main. Does that work? The fantastic, <laughs> the main. Sorry, listen, you might you might, might have already heard, right? You might have already recognized by now. I am currently very, very ill. I am on the end of a week of... Some sort of virus. I did a COVID test. It came back negative. Um, but I have been in and out of consciousness, sweating while freezing, and I've um, been hallucinating as well. So it's been a mad week. So um, apologies for the way I sound. I know I sound like I'm underwater. But yes, Morgan this week went to see the main. Yes, fortunately you couldn't get down because of the illness, but... We had this scheduled with the main, a band I absolutely love. So, of course, we had to make sure I go and ask all the uh, the questions uh, and hang out with them. I don't think there's an artist whose music has infiltrated my life as much in recent years than a band called The Main. It's always hard for me to explain the kind of emotional connection that I've made to them in that time. It's kind of hit me hard. I've kind of late introduced and since their 2015 album, American Candy, I've just kind of been uh, obsessed with their music. We had uh, vocalist John O'Callaghan on episode 67 a couple of uh, years ago when we talk all about that and the, uh, the inner workings of the band. But this past week, they returned to the UK, touring academies and arenas with our good friends in You, Me at Six. And we got invited to re-hang out with them. Uh, so I went and jumped on their luxury tour bus parked Ooh. outside of the Cardiff International Arena for a reunion with John and to meet Pat and Garrett 
for a chilled, relaxed conversation about everything going on behind the scenes, some new music secrets, (laughs) and some random stories uh, from Membry Lane. These guys have such a dedicated fan base. The whole 8123 community is insane. I saw so many people meeting up on this Yumi at Six tour just to hang out with each other who who have connected through the main. And in 2009, Sean, you found that out the hard way. Yes. So um, my band, The Blackout, got invited to play The Warped Tour in America. You might remember it from such things as Blink-182 songs. Yeah, we got invited to go over to America and do The Warped Tour for the first time. And we had recently signed a raw power management. Our manager, CJ came over to see us perform in America for the first time. And the date he picked was the date where the main were playing their hometown gig the exact same time we were playing. So, ev- and I mean everybody on Warp Tour, including some of the stage hands who were meant to be on our stage, went to watch the main and left six Welsh knobs <laughs> on stage <laughs> playing to one fella who had flown... F- from fucking Birmingham to come and see us perform to an American crowd. And he didn't see us perform to anyone but himself, <laughs> the poor bastard. <laughs> to be honest, he should have known. He should have known from then on, like, this is not going to work. But <laughs> I mean, if he wanted a private gig, I don't think he needs to fly all the way to Phoenix, Arizona, to, just to see it to one person. Do you know what? If I'd known nobody was going to be watching <laughs> us that day and he wanted a <laughs> private gig, we could have flown back to the UK for the day played for him and then gone back out and be like, oh, well, that's better than fucking the embarrassing playing to nobody. But yeah, so that was my, um, my, uh, my, my main, the main experience. Bastards like, but congratulations to them because they're doing very, very well. Good to see that they're uh, on the arena support of the Yumiya 6 tour. Yes. And in this conversation, I'm going to get into that community a little bit. And we talked some studio secrets uh, tour must-haves and some weird objects they have found, and I repeat, found, found. on their tour bus. What it's like to keep up fashion on the road is it's, it's quite, it's quite hard. And everything from their mega hit single, Loved You A Little, featuring Adam Nazara of Taken Back Sunday, Ooh. another friend of the podcast, and Charlotte Sands, hopefully, will be a future guest. But before we get into the conversation... A little quickly, if you tune into this podcast for a collection of stories from nostalgic figures from your past or meeting new artists, uh, we've got a little cool UK festival to tell you about. Oh! On April 15th, 2023, Loom Festival, that's L-U-M-E, Loom Festival, makes its debut in the heart of Camden, London, across three of its best independent venues, the Underworld, the Blackheart, and the Candom Eye. The all-day music festival highlights a collection of the UK's next generation, including friends of the podcast in Dream State, Lake Malice, The Lear the Liar, Lizzie Farrell, along with a graphic nature led by Lanterns and Black Orchard Empire, and a whole lot more. Wait, wait, wait. Is it, is it Orchid? How's it spelt? How do they spell Orchid? Black Orchid Empire. How's it spelled? O R C H I D? Yeah. Oh, orchid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but most importantly, Sean, the after party 
has two very special guests. Does it? Ooh. You. Oh. <laughs> 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 do, I, do I love you, brother? This is obviously an audio-only podcast, but that point was fucking genius. That point was genius. Yes, myself and Radio One own Alex Holcomb will be DJing the after parties at Loomfest. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see those bands that day. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Lizzie Farrell, like you mentioned, and stuff. And yeah, I think it's going to be um, a great weekend. And I know the Sunday and the day after, I'm going to go and see um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia live in the Royal Albert Hall. Ooh. Yeah. I'm not playing there this time, so um, still haven't played there. Eh? Oh, well, uh. I, I played one Death of Anna song. When I, when I was asked to support um, Five Seconds of Summer and DJ before, um, um, I got to play one Death of Anna song before they went, oh, yeah, have you got any ambient music? And then that was the end of my time at Royal Albert Hall. But yes, it's going to be a great weekend. Loomfest is looking very, very promising for a great time. So, yes, check that out. Yes, general admission tickets and a limited number of VIP that get you into the after party are available now through their official ticket partner, Dice. And with a diverse lineup like that, how could you miss it? April 15th in London, bite that festival bug and get one in early. Check out Loomfest UK on Twitter and Instagram. That's Loomfest UK on Twitter and Instagram for more details and all links to go with that while you're on the uh, social media check us out at sapling pod as Please well do. and go and check out our patreon page patreon.com forward slash sapling to help keep this podcast running each and every week but without any further ado let's get in to this conversation between myself john o'callaghan pat and garrett of the main I'm excited for this one because I wasn't there, so I'm going to clear what the fuck was spoken about. So, <laughs> it starts off. Oh fuck, Sean! Everybody hates Sean. I can't believe he haven't come today. I was fucking dying, boys. I was seeing. I was hallucinating at the time. Anyway, Sapnin, Sapnin. Got a cough now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Sapnin'. 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 Hey, uh, I'm joined now by a band called The Main. Hello. How are you guys? Nice to see you. It's been a nice while. Nice to hear you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the last time we spoke, John, uh, the world kind of went on fire just a couple of weeks later. Something so, happened, yeah. Yeah, I think our past crossing maybe didn't, didn't work out too well for for people but how, how are you guys doing back in the uk on this uh big tour with you me at six and water parks and stuff i mean i'm sure it's just been kind of a, a wild rise coming back over to this side of the pond yeah it absolutely has been uh for a lot of different reasons one being that you me at six has um always been a band that we've tried to tour with okay. um we've known them well you know like known them adjacent you know a lot of mutual friends over the years and then um yeah they they i think didn't josh just dm you about this tour and <laughs> yeah i mean i'd i'd talk to him a bit um you know they had us out for um gunnersville mm-hmm. um a couple years ago um and then yeah so i got his 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 number and we would text back you know back and forth every once in a while and then um i had a baby eight eight months ago or something so i was up at like 4 30 in the morning um and he sent sent me a text and i like res- responded right then because i was <laughs> up and i don't i don't think he was expecting me to be awake yet um and yeah he asked if uh, we, we we wanted to do it and yeah we, so we've always, we always been trying um and then to get the opportunity, it came at a really odd time, too, for us, because we're in the middle of recording our, our new record. So we went from full-blown, you know, album mode to, oh, crap, we got to play some shows here. And then, oh, crap, they're all the way across the world. And then it's yeah. still not done. So, <laughs> like, our record <laughs> still needs to be finished, so. Like, the last day we were in Phoenix, we like played Jared played like the last guitar part and then we moved everything from one room at our studio to the other oh, wow. to start practicing for this and we ran the set <laughs> we're like holy shit like I'm just like two different brains working at the same time so it was it was quite interesting I don't think that's ever happened before where yeah. we've gone yeah. Yeah. yeah where it's like oh we're literally recording and then going and playing <laughs> yeah. shows especially if you're that far in the creative process and that's something you're obsessing over to then have to leave it to then go back and play songs you wrote like you know 15 years ago yeah, yeah it's yeah. such a different portion of your brain like garrett said it's um they're just two different worlds completely and it's uh i guess the 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 kind of nice thing is that the shows have all been great and huge especially for for our band this is uh, amazing and these last couple shows in particular are like extra huge and you know waking up 
like I, I literally woke up an hour ago before you got here. So, <laughs> so like our schedules are all different and yeah. it's been nice to sort of ease our way back into it and get on a funky schedule just to leave after the show tomorrow in London. So yeah, it's been great though. <laughs> yeah. Some, uh, some really big shows, but you're ending on the international arena here in Cardiff and Ali Pali in London. So, I mean, that's kind of perfect inspiration you need to go back into the studio and finish off these songs 100 percent. yeah at this point it's just vocals that we have left on the on the record so a lot of inspiration a lot of uh yeah things to pull from for sure mm -hmm. do you think this will give like a fresh perspective for you as well because you've had that little break in between the creative process that you can kind of look back at stuff and if there is like an extra change you want to make maybe it's there or do you think that's going to be worse in some ways? I think when you always give yourself a little um, breathing room from whatever work you're, you're sort of obsessing over, I think it's always probably a better thing than it isn't just from the idea that like you can get so wrapped up into believing that this should, this thing should be a specific way and it should, and then give yourself a week and even like a couple of the breaks that we took um we had a couple of like a five day break in between recording and if you it, for me personally it's like if i don't listen to the songs i'm still thinking about them when i'm laying in bed and then when you hear them again it's like oh maybe that wasn't how it was supposed to go you know i i think there's a, a balance too because you can take that too far and and then just scrap the whole record and start over yeah. and i don't think we, we're gonna do that so <laughs> yes finding that perfect middle ground but like uh, one thing i wanted to talk to you about is the fact that i've always appreciated how when you finish an album cycle it's like you're starting a new era and i know a lot of bands kind of say that you know there's like a promotional tour or whatever but it does feel like that's an end of a chapter with sure. the band and you're looking at like a new way new aesthetics new kind of concepts new ways you can engage with your audience is that a big part of the process for you to be like okay well we did this on the last album now we want to kind of separate it but still be proud of what you've done and it's not just a, oh forget about that now but it's like a Oh, here's a, a new version of us for you to, to check out absolutely I think one majorly beneficial thing that we just by accident did was make a lot of songs rapidly and quickly and put them out. And we haven't really deviated from that thought. I mean, you know, two years seems like a long time or a year and a half for a record cycle seems like a long time. But in the scheme of things, like when you're, you know, when you're running around and doing tours all over the world, it flies by. And I think if we hadn't, continuously put music out one it fuels our creative side and it fulfills that void and that necessity but if if we hadn't done it the way that we have i feel like there's that there's that lack of vulnerability that you would have to be able to like uh just i'm putting it out and now it's yours to decide and i think for us at this point we just try to make, I mean, we're always most excited about the thing that we most recently did. And I think it has always been the case, even when, you know, even when the, the tide is a little lower and, you know, there have been less people at our shows. We were always 100% in on those records. And I think 
yeah, if we didn't have that built into our DNA where it's just like, I want to release this because I'm proud of it. And then it's not mine anymore. It's yours. Excuse me. If we didn't have that in us, I think, yeah, you'd find a lot less albums and a, a lot less material. And I don't know if we'd be a band, to be honest. So Yeah, the, I think the like separation between each time period is what allows us to get excited about what we're making, you know, because it just doesn't feel like it's one thing going into the other, into the other, and you kind of can't tell the difference between each album, you know. It's like having that clear, like, separation in either sound or aesthetic or the type of touring that we're doing during that that time, you know. Um, that's, That's what keeps us... I guess like dreaming about what the next one's going to be, you know, like rather, rather than just like, Oh, we're going to do the next one. It's just kind of going to be what we always do. Um, I think that's the reason that we, we are still so excited about making albums now, you know, when you're nine albums in, it it could be easy to just go through, go through the motions and stuff. So, you know, I think like that's a huge part in sp- sparking some type of a creative thing in us because we know it's like we we want it to be different than what what we had just done. So, yeah. On the flip side to it, though, like we've talked a lot just in general about nostalgia with fans at the moment because it seems to be such a big thing people are buying into. So, on the flip side of everything, do you feel it's really important to like? honor and celebrate the past and everything you've done up into this journey because like just looking at your social media i know that you always share kind of old photos from like 2007 when your hair was all completely different and like completely different styles and and stuff like that i mean where where do you see it in between you find like there's there's a balance or is it just nice to be able to celebrate everything and not worry too much compared to some bands yeah i mean it, it it was a lot easier to celebrate the like milestones like that when you had like three or four albums or (laughs) you know whatever like because it's like very clearly like this album came out then whatever and now like when we're getting into how much you know music we've put out it's harder to like put a pin on each thing because you know throughout throughout the the year it's like you know every other month it's like oh we put out an album on, on <laughs> yeah. this day six years ago and oh and day, then a, 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 a week ago. later it's, we put out a record eight years ago you know so that that makes it harder but I, I think where where it comes in is like in the show you know it's like when we're doing a headlining show and playing like we're gonna draw from all all the the albums and you know i think like every once in a while pull something in that we haven't done and quite quite some some time you know i think we're also super fortunate in the fact that we have explored a lot of different sounds over eight albums and you know there's certainly tracks and records that resonate with a, a wider audience uh within the people that like what we do but there's also a lot of you know i'm sure if you polled 20 of our our supporters i feel like you'd probably get a lot of different answers for what their favorite record is, what their favorite song is. So we've been very fortunate in the fact that we've been able to like experiment 
and that's also been embraced. And I feel like that is why we're still a band because like Pat said, we don't want to just create something we've already created. Like that's not fun. That doesn't inspire anything inside of us. So it's, I guess to answer your question, it's like, it's a lot easier to acknowledge the things that you were always proud of but then people go hey we're proud of this too you know we we really love this thing or this song or this album or this haircut or whatever <laughs> you know so we've been very lucky in in the fact and i don't know i i think that it's it's like this i think the balance maybe internally like emotionally is that we're still so fired up 16 years into us being a band and I think there's part of it in ourselves that we don't want to acknowledge that we've been a band for that long because it still feels exciting and fresh to us. And I think the moment that we start to really rest on nostalgia alone, that's when you're kind of, in my opinion, just for our band specifically, it would be, it would feel like s- sort of the retirement tour. You know, it would feel like, okay, let's just phone this one in, you know, and I think if we're going to do a, a, you know, a tour based on a record, we're going to try to make it as unique to our band and, and what we do as possible. So I would like to say that that stuff is, you know, as we inch closer to 20 now, 20 years as a band, there's going to be more opportunity to, to really fulfill those like bigger milestones in our eyes, like the 10 years and the, 15 years and those kind of things that like not everybody gets to do as a, as an artist so that's uh, that's kind of an exciting thing it's also terrifying but <laughs> yeah yeah especially when you try and put time stamps and look yeah, back yeah. things and everything yeah. but like is there any of those photos or early days where you look back and you think boys why why did we have our hairs like this or why did oh, we wear this t-shirt uh, in this photo shoot or, yeah uh, <laughs> a lot of them but i think that's isn't that life like isn't that just like growing up and you're always influenced by the culture around you and you know i I didn't really even skateboard as a as a middle schooler but i bought all the shit and i you know was a poser but it's i don't know it's just part of evolving who you are as a person and trying to find out your your actual identity you know and it it's just fun to to look back and it, it's easy to dismiss what it looked like. It's harder to grasp where your headspace was, at least for me. It's harder to understand, like, even creatively, like, where we were at. But I think that same brain always exists and exists now. And that's part of the reason why we're still doing what we're doing is because even if we didn't know what we wanted to do sonically... I think we've always had a united vision of what we wanted the band to represent and what the, you know, what, what the feeling we wanted to convey was. So, which is all about inclusivity and just, we have no fucking idea what we're doing just, and that's fine. You know, you should be slightly terrified, but also empowered by that, that notion. So. Yeah, it's nice to, to have that freedom more than anything for as, sure as well. yeah but going back to um pat what you were saying earlier about josh just dming you and, and stuff and doing this tour i'm sure 
over the years, it's so nice when things like this happen so organically and it's not through booking agents or kind of politics behind the scenes and, you know, you're planning stuff or if we get on this tour, maybe this, whatever. Because I feel like they happened with you guys way back when with Death of Honor over here as well. I believe it was kind of similar because they checked you out and they liked yeah, you yeah. and stuff. So is, is there just been many examples of that where it's just worked out with friends rather than going through the I machine? definitely think you're finding it more now like more often now than ever before because of the capability we have of just technology you know we've uh i mean like even some of the features that we've uh had recently on some of our songs like we're all just hey we're big fans of you like i i think it does get really cloudy when you know there's a not only a middle person, but another person and then their middle person, yeah. you know, and it just <laughs> keeps like getting convoluted. And that's what we've learned too recently is like in, in doing things like that, it's like usually the person's down right away. Yeah. But then when it's like gets to that like manager stage, <laughs> yeah. then everything gets all fucked up and you're like, wait, you told us two weeks this was going to happen or whatever. <laughs> and then it's not, it's just, it's funny because out of the gate, usually everyone's like, yeah, hell yeah. And then it just gets a little, it can get a little weird. Well, you picture to the choir here because we've been doing this podcast for just over four years now. And it's the same thing when you're trying to go, we've booked guests where we've just DM'd them because we know them or whatever. And we've yeah. booked guests, you know, trying to be professionally as a, as a press outlet, I guess, um, and go through the management. And sometimes you like, you go, you people haven't been on for years because you've been trying. So sure. they finally come on and they're like, oh, I thought you would have me on sooner. Like, yeah. I've been trying for yeah, three yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> I got three years worth of emails here trying to. Yeah, and it's, yeah. riding, it's, it's riding that line of, of you don't want to be a nuisance, but it's also like we don't have a fucking ego about any of this stuff because we've been the headliner. We've also been the opener to play for six people and we know that the the path that it takes and how hard it is and the reality is is like when you're going on tour as an artist everybody's doing the same thing you know it, you you at one point had to move some luggage and some hard cases up a ramp and it sucked and you should always remember that like it, it's it's great on the ascent but you got to remember that it takes a lot of work you know and, and other people are just trying to 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 do it just like you are you know it does wait it is a constant like there's randomly huge tours that you do and then the next one 200 people show up and you're like <laughs> what the fuck happened in dallas there was yeah. sold out last time and it just does this whole thing and the longer that we do it the more comfortable we can be with that where it's not like everything's ruined or like, oh man, we're the fucking greatest. Like it just, it is a constant like wave of of just letting it happen. And as as long as you can try and be happy, that's that's kind of it. Mm. Mm. Is there anything you guys try and uh, throw out there mentally when things like that are so up and down? Because when you're on the road for so long, it's not like living a, a real life. Everything just kind of blurs into one, especially from city to city and stuff. So if there is like a massive change in in things is it just kind of not riding that wave but is there anything you you put out there to be like this is fine it's it's, it's all part yeah. of the journey i mean i think we try to have a very like long-term view of our band and like you know i don't know it, it, you're always kind of trying to at least for me it's like you're thinking like 
big big picture with everything and it's like yeah this kind of balance of like yeah you're putting everything into what you're doing right now into that show but yeah the 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 success of it or whatever is is really like thinking of it long term you know and you know i think now it's like putting out albums like i think more about like how is that going to impact our career in five years instead of like five months after after it comes out you know which is like is really hard to do early on in your in your band but I, i think like now we can think about it more like you know this is what we want our band to represent and to be like looked looked back on as like oh we made great records deep into being in a band you know so i i I, yeah i i think it's it's really about having like a longer term perspective on things instead of being so caught in like this moment is like the make or break for our thing because it's it's never one thing and and that's that's what you realize like once you've had enough bad shows and enough really great shows you realize that like neither one of them like ruin or make anything it's 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 about your like body of work you know? yeah where's the um weirdest venue you guys have ever played sean always mentions um that the blackout ones play the ball ring in madrid and then they've also played uh just people's like house parties is there anything that sticks out for you and you think this is a weird place to play we played in a school like a competition it was like a competition for who was the greenest school once and we didn't play inside the school we played outside by the playground and yeah it was it was an amazing show they didn't know any better (laughs) (laughs) no but it was like a preschool through high school like an all-inclusive school and that was probably one of the oddest yeah i mean we've done like weird like first graders and (laughs) yeah and they all sat in accordance to their grade and it was like obviously i couldn't curse and it was (laughs) like you know uh we've played some weird ass birthday parties we've played we played a a horse horse uh remember on evening with there was like it was like in a dirt like horse arena yeah yeah i i remember that one being weird Hope Serena. Like, I don't know what, like, uh, where they would do, like, like, track, like a, yeah, like a a race course kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I remember that one being, you said the bull arena. So I was like, oh, wait, we kind of did that one time. (laughs) Yeah. It was weird. It was really weird. Uh, definitely part, like, parties of, like, weird for different reasons. Oh, Sweet 16 was weird as shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was like one before our first big tour. It was like uh, in in uh, the states they had this Sweet Sixteen show on MTV. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like rich rich people, like and there was their birthdays, yeah. and uh, yeah, we got invited to do that, and it was it was weird because people in high school are weird. <laughs> <laughs> with that with that uh, school one though, that must be the most organized crowd, especially from height wise. Yeah, 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 yeah no one, there's no one tall kid at the front unless someone's jeans are really good there's a very tall kid at yeah, the yeah. front blocking yeah. everyone's view so yeah. might be the most organized it was absolutely on the on this run and for the, a few of the tours i've noticed that you've obviously all been matching with the all white gear um how hard is it to keep that clean 
every no. night. You don't. No, is yeah. It, yeah, you don't. But like, you can't tell from yeah, yeah. five feet away. You know, <laughs> like, like you, you, you can't tell what's going on. It's, White was a crazy choice for sure, yeah. especially in these yeah. arenas. You know, like there's people like so so far back they can't they can't tell that I yeah. sp- spilt my my drink yeah, on yeah, my yeah. Yeah. It's Psycho and yeah. making a uh, cranberry vodka to bring on stage. I'm like. What the fuck are you yeah. doing? Like, it's gonna look nuts. Yeah. Oh, at the end, that's what you should do at the end of the show. Just throw it over you, and then you've just got like a yeah, yeah. streak. <laughs> oh, I have an idea here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there ever, ever been uh, fashion choices like that where you thought, oh, this this will look good, but it's just ended up being like a nightmare to try and keep up to date every night or keep dry on? Because people don't get like you know the clothes get. Damp oh yeah, sometimes. like when we tend to do like the suits, mm. then it gets really musty yeah. and it gets yeah. uh, really hard to dry. And we had one tour where our tour manager would put all the suits in a big bathtub and we would hand wash them and then hand dry. Like it was bad. So anything on warp tour, tour ended up being pretty brutal. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like, well, the, yeah. The the thing that we didn't realize is that like. I, f- I figured you could just take something into, like, a-, a dry cleaning place and they would, like, have it back to you in a couple hours or something. No, it's... it's but it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like you need to give them, like, at least a day and, like, we're, we're never in a place for long enough to, like, actually get them <laughs> t- taken care of properly. Yeah. So Probably the grossest was the last Warp Tour. The last 17 shows were in a row. No days off. So it was just stinky was it red we yeah, yeah red pants hanging in the back lounge like i remember at the end of the day we would hang it out like kind of like near the ac units and we're like we're like playing video games as like the like <laughs> the legs are just kind of hitting people in the face it was disgusting it's like yeah 17 days in a row is way too way too much yeah that's the thought well that's the thing like, that's why we bring this up on the end because People will see you on stage and go, "Oh, that looks really nice," but they won't get the fact that your bus is probably <laughs> it stinks, smelling yeah. a, a, a little bit from it. Um, speaking of buses, we're, we're doing this on your tour bus at the moment. Thanks yeah. again for uh, uh, letting me on here. Uh, I did notice when I was setting up that there is a American Pie trilogy DVD collection over we there. We bring that on every tour. That's, the, yeah, that's massive, the one. That's the one must have. Yeah. You gotta watch. We also, if, yeah, I don't know <laughs> what Wreckfest so is. Yeah, I'm not sure. Look through those. Yeah, it's I always I odd. Didn't, I didn't. I didn't know that any of these were were here. You oh. know, there was a. Oh, whoa! Wait, yeah. there's there's doubles. The no reunion, the free. wedding, American <laughs> Pie two. You really like American oh, Pie? Uh, okay. Uh, okay. okay, false alarm. There it's not go. in the sleeve, everyone. It's not in the sleeve. Do, do you do you normally find just random things like this left on tour buses, or do you? Yeah, yeah. Um, usually over, over here, over okay. here more than in. The U.S. It doesn't seem like, and it's becoming less and less frequent because everybody's got you know loads of movies on a hard drive built into whatever the yeah, TV and also thing like is. the fact that there's like a video game console on the bus here is cool because at at, at home if you want one on your bus you have to bring it with yeah. you you know so yeah and we end up always buying Jared our guitar player loves video games and I think we realize that we like watching him play video games. So the end of the night usually ends up being some like we call them fine fine dad games, where it's like uh, what are, what are we playing Fallout or something? I don't even know what it's called, and uh, it's always ends up being that the 
the person you are is trying to look for their dad. <laughs> I don't know, and every game ends up being that. And so we end up playing those a lot. And he gets excited. And we just go, ah, oh, dude, cool. <laughs> I like the fact that you're all just more intrigued of watching him play the game. Yeah. Than actually like, get involved. That's- yeah, he should twitch. <laughs> he should do that. <laughs> I wanted to uh, also bring, you, you talked about kind of collaborations uh, recently. And I think, you know, last year with, with teaming up with Adam Lazara and, and Charlotte Sands for, for that track was such a breakthrough song i think in, in a lot of ways for the three of you because it seemed that for, for me as a fan looking at it it's kind of three generations of this like alternative emo pop punk scene wherever you want to call it how cool was it for you guys to be able to to do something like that i know adam has always been someone who's been like a friend and a uh, advocate for the band but to bring someone like charlotte who's blowing up at the moment as well how, how was that kind of vibe for you guys is a little bit different working with two artists at the same time not just having someone coming and do a verse or or whatever i mean it it would seem like on paper a lot more complicated to figure out and to to coordinate but i think because both of their personalities are very uh warm and just I don't know, just like uh, after having been tour on tour with both yeah. Charlotte and Taking Back Sunday, we've just found that that's just, <clears throat> excuse me, like an extension of their personalities, like who they actually are as people. So getting it done was seamless. Um, it It's kind of interesting that we've only really performed it with everybody, uh, with Adam and Charlotte and all of us like four times total wow. now yeah. at this point yeah. so it's uh we had the luxury of having charlotte on our tour back in the states and she did it every single night which was incredible and just like i don't know a testament again to her as an artist and her as what is driving her um i think yeah i mean yeah she's just down to do i mean she's gonna come tomorrow to the show and do it yeah yeah and Mm. she might not make sound check because they're doing the calais border crossing so she's going from the ferry so it was just like yeah there's a lot (laughs) but she's just she's just working her ass off so it's uh and and again an amazing voice and such a talent live so it's uh yeah I, i think for us it was an odd track just to to begin with from a a sonic stance that we sort of like in our brains kind of were imposters for a little bit and said, what if we could actually get Adam on a song? It's like, Oh, let's try to write something that feels more upbeat and energetic, like a taking back Sunday or something, you know, adjacent that we were huge fans of. And, um, yeah, it's been cool because people have gravitated towards it. And it makes, again, kind of in keeping with the theme of like tr- trying to open a lot of doors musically, like it just adds another element to, you know, our catalog that we can revisit if we want, or we can just say we've already done it and acknowledge that it exists and play it live and have fun. And you Yeah, know. it's it's kind of one of those moments it's like you make so much music you never know which ones are gonna like poke their head out and be like oh people like very into that one you know so it's like to 
keep having you know i feel like every time you have an, another one of those like m- moments it yeah. feels like oh cool <laughs> like it didn't didn't know that didn't expect that didn't you know <laughs> didn't know that it would happen you mm-hmm. know because um, it can always kind of feel like maybe that moment will never happen again or something you know especially so. to like the the way it wasn't on xoxo and it was just a, a sort of not passive like we still put a lot into it but it was a standalone track and i feel like it's just a testament to the time that we're living in too where it's like people are, are just digesting music the way they want and it, it it there is no rhyme or reason it's becoming less and less like proven that oh in order to be on the radio you have to do this this and this or you know if you are on the radio you get this this and that. you know it's like no we we've had friends with tiktok songs that explode and that's changed the trajectory of their band's careers and so it's just cool to know that you know that's that stuff can happen for artists and it doesn't have to be on a actual album and you know whatever so yeah it kind of felt like a old school vibe to it just in in the terms of like just seeing it as a one-off release like it's not as part of anyone's record but it is, it's all i guess you know, it's all on your all of your spotify accounts or whatnot but it's just like well here's a here's a cool thing yeah like, it doesn't need to be manifested in a way you know for sure and i think that that's where we're at too is is uh there's less i think record labels are warming up to that idea yeah. too which is nice it doesn't have to feel like so calculated and it's just like no this like you said this is a song that we had fun making and we want to share with people and they're like okay cool <laughs> put it out <laughs> yeah. with that do you remember like one of the first times where so when like a band you really admire or one of your peers or anything like that really like took an interest in the band or it kind of crossed over to somewhere you didn't expect and left you being a little bit like whoa how is this reach that like is there, is there anything from dirty days that really stick out with anything like that i, I mean i'll personally never forget um we were on tour with boys like girls good charlotte and metro station like one of the early early tours that we did that were it was a really big deal for our band and for a lot of people to be honest there were lots and lots of people going to those shows and it was the first night in chicago and both benji and joel from good charlotte walked into our dressing room and introduced themselves and made us feel very comfortable and very like shattered the wall between what you would perceive as their level and ours and I feel like that always stuck with our band and and stuck and it embedded itself into our brains of just like, you can be at the top, 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 or you can be just the fucking opener, you know, loading your own shit on stage. And, and as long as you make it known that that barrier doesn't exist, like that, that is just a made up thing, you know. Your Instagram followers don't fucking matter. Your YouTube subscribers don't matter. It's like that was a really impactful thing and just their whole crew. And I think we took a lot from just how they operate as a band, Um, you know, and and it's really important to keep morale high on the bus, you know, so you try to surround yourself with people that are excited to be out there and that you trust. And uh, I don't know, there were just a lot of things that, that was such an early moment for us that I think, 
had we not adopted some of those practices, I think things might be different and people might not have a, a savory, you know, taste in their mouths when it comes to thinking about who we are. So, you know what's funny about that day? I found a, a VHS tape from a handheld camera that oh, wow. we had on that <laughs> recent, like recently. And I was looking at, and I was like, Oh, there's that, there's the Chicago day of that tour. And it's us pulling up to the venue and we're literally like, I wonder if we'll even see Benji and Joel. <laughs> like, I remember we, there's us saying that we're like, probably not, but like, whatever, it's going to be cool. And then just thinking about like, yeah, two hours later or something, we're sitting in our dressing room and they come in like with cigarettes and we're like, you can smoke in here. <laughs> and like, it was so crazy. And they were just like so nice. And it, yeah, I think it just like from literally thinking, oh, we won't even see them to, to them like being like inviting us to like Dave and Butt. Like, we were 18 years old and like, they're like, come to Dave and Buster's with us. And like, they're like, here's a card with like a hundred dollars on it. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It's always nice to hear on this when those big bands get, like reach out and give advice or like uh, show how nice you can be even at that level because you know really it wouldn't surprise you if they were dicks or anything just because you know of the spotlight and the fame especially that uh, in those days but the fact that you know if they can be the nicest people in the world and there's no excuse for any yeah, of the support bands or, sure. or anything like like that as well and it sure. makes the dicks dickier yeah you know yeah yeah for sure uh is do you where's the weirdest place you've heard a main song hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Is there anywhere, anywhere like really out of uh, out of character, or you're like, being in the restaurant, or anywhere like that? And there's just I think I heard "Love You" a little at the grocery store not that long ago, or "Sticky" maybe at the grocery store. And yeah, it I mean, took I me think a second. Any of those, like you're just doing something random, and your song comes on, you're like, it like takes you like ten seconds to even know. Mm-hmm. Kind of, you're just like, why do I? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and then you just kind of keep doing what you're doing and yeah it's always weird it's a weird moment for sure 
It doesn't happen often, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, as we uh, start to, to wind down uh, on this conversation, um, obviously, one of the big things people adore about the Ming is like your con- connection with your fan base and everything with the eighty one twenty three. I mean, I was on Twitter the, the day this tour started and the amount of people I just saw going crazy about the set list and what you were playing, what you weren't. And it's not even your own headline tour. It was there ever a moment with that connection and that side of it where you thought like it really clicked and you thought like, oh, we do have a big community here. Or is it just being since day one that you give back the love to, to anyone who checks you out? Was there a moment where all that side of it really clicked to being its own thing to coincide with the band? Yeah, I mean, I think when we started putting out albums independently, yeah, um, that was when it was like very clearly like, I don't know, you're kind of like more reliant on your audience to tell people about, about your <laughs> albums, you know, like especially like early on in 2012 when the like music industry still kind of had a grip on things, you know, like 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 still had some control, you know. Um, and, you know, so I think from that point on, it like really changed, you know, and like people were like, oh, I'm like rooting for the underdog in, in some kind of a way, you know, because, um, you know, it was like a, it was a rare thing at that time to put an album out independently, you know, we're like, now it's, I mean, every other band, that's kind of how it goes, you know, so. Um, you know, I think that, that really like people got behind that, you know, and then just from that point on, there's been little m- milestones here and there doing our own festival and, you know, all, all these things that like continue to be like another peak of that type of like a culture that we're trying to, trying to build, you know, and then it's always kind of like reaching for, again, like you put out a, a song that like pokes his head out to to be this this thing that everyone gets behind it's like now we're like all right 8123 fest became this thing now what's the like gonna be the next thing that we can do we're also really lucky in the fact that like you know everybody has a favorite band right but that favorite band can change over time uh We've been lucky that people have associated themselves and attached themselves to 8123 and created their own sort of communities and their own friend groups and their own little worlds that, you know, we might not even be their favorite band at this point, but they identify so much with the the the, the brand and the feeling and the community and the sense of belonging that we can... Uh, we can afford to either not put out records or put out shit records that they don't like that, you know, their favorite artist is Harry Styles instead of the main this year. And they're still going to 8123 Fest. So it's a, it's been a luxury and, and definitely something we don't take for granted. And that's why we try to cultivate as much of a, a great relationship between us and the people that dig what we do. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It becomes a moment where it's not just about the music. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like at the last 8123 Fest, it just did not necessarily feel like this is only about the main. It was about 
being a part of something bigger and it was it was really awesome like you know we, we would we would do the like hey come say hi on sunday and it would be like ah we're gonna kind of like go do our own thing we're gonna go to the, <laughs> yeah we're gonna we're gonna go to the grand canyon or like we're gonna yeah and then we're at the merch store and then we're like where's everyone and they're like and seeing photos are like at breakfast yeah. eat, drinking champagne and stuff and you're just like oh this is a bigger idea <laughs> like yeah it was it's pretty awesome yeah it's, it's yeah it's like you've you've gotten them all there but now they've just kind of some of them want to go off yeah, the yeah. thing as well but it's, it's cool that it's it's become its own identity where you know it might have started with people meeting and being like oh i like this song i like this song oh cool you know and bonding over that but now they're best friends Anyway, like it's, it's yeah. more than just mm -hmm. just the foundations of all. One hundred percent, yeah, pretty awesome, pretty <laughs> epic. <laughs> yeah, can't complain. Yeah. And uh, with all that, now obviously, like you're going to have quite a, a busy time behind the scenes, going back to the states now, finishing off this record, laying on the vocals and, and everything. Is that just kind of the plan for for now and and getting that finished and then? prioritizing in the most else? immediate future yeah that's yeah. the the number one priority yeah. it, oh, but we're planning yeah <laughs> no yeah it's like the yeah you get the record done and then yeah. it's time to dive into the artwork and mm. music videos and photos and then plan out then how we want to present all that on a tour and you know all that stuff so i think it's uh very much at the, like the beginning of the next chapter you know yeah. um which is a, an exciting time to be in because it you know it always feels like all right now we have a fresh start like anything can happen and know? the work after is just so. as hectic as the work in the studio so it's uh but we have sad summer on the books to look forward to and and at least we know definitively 100 percent we're doing this thing and then we can <laughs> figure out how to work everything all of our grand schemes around that so nice. it's exciting yeah well I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what all these uh grand schemes uh turn out to yeah, be yeah. and um yeah i just really appreciate you guys taking the time to uh always to appreciate do this. you having us no absolute pleasure i think i said to you john last time that uh i've really it, it's always a weird explaining my love for your band to people because i've come in later on so it's so since american candy yeah, is yeah. where like i really kind of got into the band like seeing you guys live a few times before and i also dug certain songs and whatnot but then like the album since american candy is uh being like a constant part of my life as well so i just really That's appreciate awesome. you guys kind of yeah thanks for listening take, no my pleasure my pleasure excited for for everything and uh hopefully we can do one of these uh again we'll when, do it again when just talk. dm us <laughs> 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 you're gonna regret that now yeah. just gonna be <laughs> <this> again <laughs> yeah. <did> one yesterday <laughs> <laughs> i'm coming to london tomorrow it's fine the train's not too bad oh, no, cheers guys i'm looking forward to the show and uh i'll see you soon hell yeah oh, thank, thank you thank you Thanks. yes well i'm morgue well done, Morg. That was Morgan Richards featuring the main. I cannot wait until they release the single, the main featuring Morgan Richards. When is it? <laughs> well, they've had Adam Lazar on, so surely the next possible Come on. and logical step is to get it me is. on the song, isn't it? In it really, but come on, <laughs> come on, the main. Come on, the main. <laughs> no, I really, I really enjoy this. I mean, obviously, I was gutted that 
you couldn't get down to this conversation. Liar. But you told just, me he was better without me. No, I would have been better with you, Sean, because we're uh, a team and we're friends. Oh. You said you said it was less stop start and um, <laughs> less about me saying what I've done. That's what you said. <laughs> no, not at all. I mentioned you in there, right. but you'll find yeah. this out. You'll find this out, out <laughs> later. But but no, I really appreciate uh, the guys and and as I said throughout this conversation, I really enjoy their music and they're a band within the last few years that have just kind of soundtracked a lot of moments of, of my life. I'm looking forward to hearing the new album that they're currently working on and uh, hopefully there'll be a, a lot more tour dates this side of the pond very soon. They are returning to the UK this summer for Slam Dunk Festival, so hopefully we can catch up with John, Pat and Garrett there uh, kind of, and do something as well. Uh, a reminder to go back to episode 67 for our solo one with uh, John and if you are a fan of Taking Back Sunday, episode 152 with Adam Nazara is full of comedic brilliance uh, as well. Uh, if you do want Charlotte Sands on the podcast as much as I do, tag her and stuff on social media. Tag her Charlotte Sands, Sands, and be Charlotte like, Sands, Charlotte Sands, Charlotte Sands. Uh, sorry about that. I don't know. Sort of like a chant going. If we chant long and hard enough, uh, maybe she'll appear. Yeah. Like a genie. No, that's rubbing a lamp. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know what um, I meant by that. I'm quicker. ill, man. I'm ill. Sorry, I'm not quick, guys. I'm, look, brain fog. Quick, quick note as well. Uh, our friends in Yumi at Six released their new album this past week. True. They certainly did. Uh, I went to the, the, the show afterwards uh, after doing this interview. It was the day it came out. And they actually the made. Yeah, yeah, they actually made 500 copies. Of, uh, uh, with the Welsh um, cover and I got one yeah <laughs> it's me asking you you telling us and I'm like yes. did you get one did you get one and you've got a nod while explaining to everybody at home what's happened oh good nice I just thought I thought it was cool more, more, more bands should do stuff like that it's funny yeah that, that was really cool um, it's not in Welsh show is it like they don't no, sing jo- it Josh ain't singing in Welsh no Josh Franceski ain't, ain't singing in Welsh all of a sudden What's bedroom? What's bedroom in Welsh? Estavich <laughs> Gwely. Um, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> save it. Save it for the Estavich Gwely. It doesn't really, it doesn't really roll off a tongue, does it? Not that, it's, not that that song is on the new album. Yeah. On the latest new album, they've released songs off their first album. So yeah, well done. But you know, oh, nice one. This Welsh bands don't even do that. So that's cool. Congratulations, Josh, Dan, Chris. Max and Matt. Yes! And if new music is something you absolutely adore, a reminder that Loom Festival makes its debut in London on April 15th, 2023. The Heart of Camden, three of most independent venues, The Underworld, The Black Heart, and The Camden Eye. Go and see our friends in Dream State, Lake Malice, Lizzie Farrell, The Little Liar, and a whole lot more. Sean CJ in the after party with Alex Holcomb, and general tickets and VIP. Limited number of VIP are available now through Dice. Uh, go and check out Loomfest UK on Twitter and Instagram uh, for more information and all the links, the full lineup, and a whole lot more. Speaking of DJing things, Sean, uh, you're on tour this yes. week. And for currently, the rest of the month. Yes, currently. I am now. I'm out. I'm currently not you. I'm not. <laughs> I know where I am right now. What? Yeah, if you listen to this on Friday when it comes out, like you should do, 
I am in Bournemouth tonight with the Punk Rock Factory and then London Saturday. If you go to punkrockfactory.com, it shows all the dates. You can see over the next couple of weekends that myself, PRF, and uh, a brilliant new pop punk band called Say It Anyway are out and about around the UK. And it ends the end of March when we play uh, Cardiff together at the University where um, people go to get educations. So, yeah, check out punkrockfactory.com. Come along. I don't know if there's many tickets left. If anybody needs a ticket, hit me up in the DMs. I am selling them for £1,000 a ticket. <gasps> wow. Oh, shit. I was going to... I was going to DM you for two tickets, and that's going to oh! be very, that's going to be very expensive. Do you know what, mates? Rates <laughs> three, ah. three grand from both. Three grand from both. Ah, nice. But wait, hang on. Ca- oh, no, nothing. Car- anyway, carry on. Carry um, the one. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this, if you've enjoyed this episode, um, give us a follow on the socials at Sapling Pod at S A P E N I N P O D. And if you've really, really enjoyed this episode. And I've listened to more than three. You are actually by law to sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash happening for at least a month. That's what I've been told by the government. I read it on the side of a bus, so it must be true. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I don't know about that, but please do and go and sign up to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash happening. As I always say, it helps continue us make this podcast each and every week, but the community of people inside it are some of the best, the best. people we've ever met, met in our lives. They meet up regularly at gigs, they go to festivals. Some of them will probably go in the loom after hearing this. Um, so go and find your new best friends at patreon.com forward slash sapnin. If you head to the description of this episode, there's loads of names there that we thank. But as always, Sean is going to give him a hoosive shout out to the elite members of our Sapnin podcast Patreon community. Yes, thank you very much. Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Leeway, Janelle Kasten, Paul Hirschfield, Scarlett Charlton, Tony Michael, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Owen, Natasha Morris, Nathan Croshaw, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Sammy G, Kat Besson, Dana Lasnova, Jenny Robinson, Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, Amy Dawson, Amy Louise, Stuart McNaught, Stephen Aston, M. Evans Roberts, Caroline Robinson, Kate Patak, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Carl Pendlebury, Danny Eaton, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Kelly Cannon, Jason Oredia, Emily Perry, John and Emma, Craig Harris, Khalila Keane, Ollie Amesbury, Adam King of the Goss Parslow, Josh Watts made of leather and sounds like a sneeze, a shoe, crisp. <laughs> Thank you very much, Alice Wood, Reese Bowling, Kate Stevenson, Carl David Smith and Connor Lewins. Thank you very much to all of those people, anyone who's ever been part of our Patreon. Check out the description of this um, podcast, wherever you're listening to it, to see loads and loads more names who we appreciate very, very much and are thankful for. Yes, you are literally the best people in the world. Uh, so come and join the group, patreon.com forward slash happening. Uh, this has been another fantastic episode. I've enjoyed this very much. It's nice to see that you're feeling a little bit weller. Wet, better, better is probably oh, the, the, it, the correct word to, to say. Yeah, I'm Paul. I'm Paul. I am slightly <laughs> well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Thank you. I was genuinely now. Last week, I was I was dying. I couldn't believe it. I spent th- genuinely spent three days in bed. Right, got up three times to piss. That was it, and it was toxic. Like it was one of them oh. neon radioactive pisses. It burnt an hole in my toilet actually. So now I've got Oof. a massive. Massive all from upstairs to downstairs when I took three wheeze. Um, but yeah, it was <laughs> dreadful. I wouldn't wish it on anyone unless they vote Tory. 
We'll be back next week and every Friday with a new episode, special guests, and some laughs. But until yeah. then, keep on party rocking. And I don't fucking know. Keep on party rocking in the USA. <laughs> as we always say, as you know, you come on, guys, say with me, right? As we say each and every week, keep on party rocking in the USA. What's happening? I think. What's happening? What's happening? Fucking hell. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.